in an overcrowded graveyard, the scream will rise. The Ghoulmates presents Not Another Spooky Podcast. Happy halfway to Halloween, nerdy ghouls. Welcome back to Not Another Spooky Podcast, where I'm your ghost hostess, Mandy Spooks, and you, my listeners and magical community, are the co-host. On this show, we fan ghoul over spooky pop culture and learn from it, too. If you've always loved Halloween, horror, true crime, ghosts, or basically anything spooky, then you have found your spooky oasis. We're going to start today's episode off with something a little different because it's a very special occasion and I really want to set the mood. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to just take this moment to take a deep breath and just picture what I'm about to say to you. Imagine that it's a cold, breezy night and you're cuddled up under a warm blanket wearing your cutest spooky pajamas and slipper socks. You've got your favorite mug filled with hot cocoa and marshmallows and a plate of Pillsbury Halloween cookies. The lights in the house are dim and the surround sound is on. You've got candles lit all around the room to set the magical Halloween vibe. You're watching Nightmare Before Christmas and have plans to watch a horror movie immediately after so you get a little bit of cute and a little bit of scary. Everything is spooky, comfy, and magical. Can you picture it? Are you matching the vibe? Okay, good. (laughs) A special thanks goes out to our nerdy ghoul, Sabrina, for setting the tone with that magical submission. If you can't already tell, she is an up-and-coming writer. Don't say I didn't call it back in May 2023 when it happens one day. Anyway, it was important for me to really set the vibe for this episode because today's episode is all about the magic of Halloween nostalgia. We are just months away from the most magical time of the year, and I thought it would be a great time to talk about what it is that makes it such a magical time for us. Before we grave dig into all the gourd stuff, let's get into some news and updates. Haunted housekeeping. Okay, ghouls, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I have genuinely been living my best spooky life and I am over the moon about it. I feel like I probably said that last month, but it just keeps getting better and better. If you've been here since the TGM podcast days, you know how long it has taken for me to really find my place as a creator in the spooky sphere. For the first time ever, I have committed to a weekly upload time on YouTube, which is Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Central Time or Pacific Standard Time. Actually, right now I'm in a experimentation phase where I'm just going with the flow and creating whatever I'm feeling that week. Sometimes it's more produced with lots of footage and sometimes it's just me just blabbing to the camera. But whatever it is, it's done with a lot of love and just like magical happy feeling vibes, you know? This last month, I released a vampire-themed vlog that I loved so much. I have wanted to do something like this for so long, and it finally came together. It felt like my like all of my worlds combined because I got to do some storytelling that felt like the podcast being brought to life. I got to do some like like fun vlogging stuff, some cozy stuff. 
I don't know, just like everything, all the elements came together, you know? So if you haven't checked it out yet, that video is a Mandy Spooks must watch in my humble opinion. And I also just want to say that it's a work in progress, but I really want the podcast and YouTube channel to become an extension of each other. And by that, I mean, I want you all to be able to jump into each one and feel like it's a continuing conversation or experience. I want to reference the podcast in a video and for you to feel like you were there and vice versa. I don't know. I hope that makes sense. But I just want to get out of this habit of like explaining like, oh, if you listen to the podcast, you heard this or on the podcast being like, if you caught the YouTube video, you saw this. Like, I just am going to start assuming that you guys love this spooky oasis we've created together and that you're just watching and hearing all of it because I don't know I just think that's like the best way to experience all of it to be honest it's just like an ongoing session of us hanging out and being best school friends uh let's see what else um okay I think that was it about YouTube. I also just want to say thank you so much for your continued support. A year ago, I was figuring out the name of this podcast. And now here we are so many episodes in. I think like we're close to hitting like 5,000 downloads, which is crazy to me because we don't even do weekly episodes anymore. Uh, you you goals know this, but podcasting is home to me. It's where I can be 100% my most truest self. And it's genuinely like where Mandy Spooks was born and it's seriously such an honor to be your ghost hostess. I apologize if you can hear the dogs shaking in the background. I didn't want to kick them out of the room uh, because I've just been loving up on them lately. I also wanted to say welcome to all of the new nerdy ghouls. I have seen our listens going up and it's exciting seeing some new faces trickle into the co-host submissions. So welcome to our spooky oasis. You are genuinely welcome here and we are so happy to have you here. Uh, so yeah, if you guys are loving the show and if you haven't already, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on and write a magical comment. Leaving reviews helps the algorithm recommend the podcast to more nerdy ghouls just like you so we could keep growing this nerdy ghoul community. And before we jump into the magic of Halloween nostalgia, I thought we could share a cup of brew and talk about how we're keeping the spook alive. Okay, so I had to meet the vibe Sabrina set, and since I've been blessed with cold, gloomy, rainy, Halloween weather, I am treating myself to a pumpkin spice hot chocolate I have been saving for a very special occasion. So if you're not having something cozy or if you're at work or in the car, I hope that this is just sending you all of the cozy vibes, you know? All right, so I have something kind of spooky to share with you guys for keeping the spook alive so you know the cozy music you just heard before keeping the spook alive like the little let me play it again this one that one okay so it is programmed into like my little mixing board for the podcast and we have no idea why but lately that song has been randomly playing in the middle of the night or early morning all on its own and like it might even go off at some point in this episode. I swear that that button is haunted. And like, I don't know if it has like always done that or if it's a new thing because we recently moved my computer and podcasting equipment to the bedroom. 
but I have like suspiciously looked around the bedroom when it happens, but haven't seen anything weird. And then Mr. Spook suspects that the button is like stuck or something, but I've like pushed really hard on it to like release it if it's if it is stuck. And it's also like relatively new, so it shouldn't be stuck. Uh, and even if it is a valid reason, it's still pretty spooky in my opinion. Like the song is cozy when we're like setting the vibe, you know, but when it happens like randomly at 5 a.m. while you're asleep or while you're recording and it shouldn't be going off, it can be a little spooky. So I don't know. I hope that brought you guys some spooky vibes. <laughs> Let's see what else. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to say what else I've been up to because I'm sharing weekly updates on YouTube now, but I would say that I am reading a lot more these days. I am still wrapping up my vampire vibes because it was a total mood and I finished The Lost Girls and a graphic novel called Fangs. I am now reading a compilation of vampire short stories called Vampires Never Get Old and I'm mostly just really embracing all the Halloween magic I've been feeling lately. For a while, I felt pulled in ways I didn't necessarily feel at times, you know, and now I'm just going with my own Halloween waves, if that makes sense. So it's just kind of like writing my own Mandy Spooks spooky magic waves. <laughs> I think right now I'm just very much in halfway to Halloween mode as in celebrating the coming of the Pumpkin King versus the arrival, if that makes sense at all. I'm soaking in all the spooky pop culture vibes like vampires and coziness, but not fully in pumpkin and orange mode quite yet. But I do want to share how other nerdy ghouls are celebrating halfway to Halloween as well. It sounds like lots of you are watching spooky movies, which I totally agree with and will probably be doing this weekend, but I will read the ones that were different from that response. Gremlin Keeper said, previews for Disney Halloween merch, keeping track of new movies and shows and talking costumes, end quote. Oh my gosh, me too. I look forward to the... Um, Disney's halfway to Halloween shriek peak every year because it helps me realize like how much money I'm going to need to start saving for spooky season because I almost always get their pajamas and what else usually one of the either like a shirt or a spirit jersey this year I'm like really nervous because I really really want the spirit jersey that has purple and spider webs on it and then I'm pretty sure I'm gonna want the pajamas because they haven't showed them yet and there was one other thing I wanted I forgot but me and our nerdy ghoul Jess were talking about it and I was just like oh my god I need to save so much money for this <laughs> I'm not ready Okay, and then Rochelle Palmieri said, researching how I'm decorating for Halloween and buying from small shops, end quote. Oh, that's a good idea to start figuring out how you're going to decorate. I don't really know if I'll be getting a lot of decorations this year. My goal is to hopefully dig into my like storage of decorations versus buying a lot. But there are a few, <coughs> excuse me, there are a few like, small specific areas I need pieces for that I'm going to keep an eye out for like year round if that makes sense uh and then hiking with grace said watching the Boulay brothers uh halfway to Halloween special on Shutter and planning my Halloween trip end quote okay I really want to watch that special but I haven't had a chance to yet so I'm really curious to see how good it is like I have no idea what to expect with it so I'm waiting for Oscar my familiar to tell me if it's worth watching and then it's really cool because Hiking with Grace plans an actual like Halloween trip every year, which is really cool. So I'm excited to hear what she has planned. 
Okay, and then Ghoul with the Curl said, I grabbed a Halloween apple at Disney and visited the Y2K exhibit at the Mystic Museum, end quote. Oh my God, how fun. I want to be able to grab a Halloween apple at Disney in May or in April. <laughs> oh, what a vibe. Okay, and then Splash of Spooky said, I'm hosting a little Halloween party at a brewery, end quote. Okay, Halloween party at a brewery? I wasn't expecting that one at a brewery. That sounds really fun. I'm excited to see how that goes because I'm sure Splash of Spooky is going to have like a TikTok about it or something. Anyway, if you want to keep up with how we're keeping the spook alive every day, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Lemon8 at Mandy Spooks. All right. So let's get into Halloween nostalgia, shall we? To start, I thought it was important to share the definition of nostalgia. According to dictionary.com, nostalgia means a wistful desire to return in thought or in fact to a former time in one's life, to one's home or homeland, or to one's family and friends, a sentimental yearning for the happiness of a former place or time. Let's simmer on that for a second. A sentimental yearning for the happiness of a former place or time. I think it's pretty safe to say that while we all have magical moments, we are living through some pretty stressful times between surviving terrorist attacks, shootings, pandemics, and not to mention our personal life struggles. It makes a lot of sense why so many of us cling on to nostalgia, aka the happiness of a former place or time. I think more so important than the happiness factor is the comfort and security you feel from simpler, more familiar times that brought you pure joy. And I think that is the ultimate reason why the spooky community has had a straight up revolutionary movement since quarantine. In an unprecedented time, we all reverted to the happiest parts of our childhood. And because most of us are 80s or 90s babies, of course, the happiest times were Halloween. It is absolutely undeniable that the 90s were the prime years of Halloween. And it's for that reason that so many millennials like myself and even Gen Xers are spooky lifestylers like me. I recently read a book called Basic Witches, How to Summon Success, Banish Drama and Raise Hell with Your Coven to educate myself a little bit more about what it means to practice witchcraft. And that was when I had this epiphany. The beginning of the book talked about how witchcraft has gained so much popularity because of the amount of iconic witches that were a part of 90s and early O's pop culture. And naturally, all the ghouls like us who grew up on that TV and movies wanted to re recreate those same magical vibes we experienced during a time when we felt hopeful, happy and safe. And while not all of us became actual practicing witches, we did turn to a lot of the cozy, magical, and empowering icons that inspired us as younger women. So naturally, I couldn't have an entire episode dedicated to Halloween nostalgia without featuring the iconic witches that made us the nerdy ghouls we are today, you know? So let's see what y'all had to say when I asked you to tell me about your favorite pop culture witch. Hello Sparkles said... Definitely would have to be Samantha from Bewitched, but from the 90s, I watched Sabrina religiously. But hands down, all-time favorite would definitely be Samantha. When we would stay with my grandmother, she would put Nick at Night on it, and it would run all the classics. I was always excited for Bewitched, end quote. Okay, see, this makes sense, because Nick at Night was so popular when we were growing up, too. So, like, 
definitely proof that like 90s pop culture inspired Ashley because it was the 90s when she was watching um, Bewitched and Sabrina. Rochelle Palmieri said, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, my all-time favorite, such a feel-good show, end quote. Are we already seeing a pattern here, ghouls? Ghoul with the Curl said, Samantha from Bewitched, I could wiggle my nose to LOL, and Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes, end quote. Okay, so admittedly, I have actually never heard of Witch Hazel, uh, so I had to look it up, and I, like, recognize the character now but i never really watched looney tunes so i'm gonna have to like go back and watch an episode or something hauntingly cute mom said scary godmother i love everything about her her color scheme the original watercolor art and her story end quote okay while i have you guys here i'm actually gonna look up scary godmother because i meant to do this and i did not it does not look familiar I'm going to need to look into this one as well. I apologize for not being more informed about it. Okay. And then Mary Lou 03 said, as a kid, witch hazel from Looney Tunes. Funny, end quote. Okay, so another witch hazel. Okay, okay. Lalik said, I used to love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Then shows like Buffy and Charmed brought a more adult or mature perspective. The movies like The Craft and Practical Magic made it about sisterhood and your coven. Unity, strength in numbers and teamwork makes the dream work. LOL. End quote. Yes, I can't remember if we talked about it in the craft or in the Practical Magic episode, but I know at some point we had talked about how like sisterhood is such a big part of why we love like the entire witch vibe. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember exactly what we said, but I know we did discuss it in one of those two episodes. So I'm glad that that theme is coming up again. Uh, V-Rose 23 said, Sabrina, the 90s series was a favorite of mine growing up. I loved her room, end quote. Oh my God, I loved her room. Like I loved her mirror, how she would like spin and like choose her different outfits obviously because I've done a reel of that before but another thing I really loved was the way they went to the other realm in the little like linen closet I always thought that was really cool okay and then life on a caravan said the evil queen from snow white she is so mean I love it end quote oh my gosh okay so I don't know why we never really talk about Disney villains because they're definitely like spooky and magical and they're Disney so I don't really know why they don't come up more often but the evil queen is my favorite villain as well I love also how mean she is and just how like she's just like total queen vibes you know that's why I love her so she's just extra like that and I love it uh, Cozy Fall Girl 13 said, I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's funny and it's not like the usual witch scary. LOL. Oops, sorry. Siri was listening to me chat. She thought I was talking to her. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I finished that, so I'll repeat that. I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's funny and it's not like the usual witch scary. LOL. End quote. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like that someone brought this up because I grew up watching like supernatural to a certain point until I got too scared and I stopped watching it because I was like really young when it came out and then Charmed had a tendency to get like a little spooky for me we recently talked about Ghost Whisper on Discord as well but like Sabrina was that one like spooky show I could watch year round and I was like positive that nothing too spooky would happen for me to be scared so I'm really glad that Cozy Fall Girl brought that up 
And then two final books said Wicked Witch of the West, end quote. Oh, my God. Yes, Ghoul, you must be so excited about Wicked. Like, I'm excited. and I'm not even like a fan historically of the film. Like, not that I'm not a fan of it in history. I'm, I mean, like throughout my history, I've never like fangled over it. Oh, my God. Maybe we should watch um, Wizard of Oz for one of our episodes. I just had an idea. If you're listening and you're in the Discord, let me know if that's a good idea. <laughs> OK. Halloween is my happy place said it is difficult, but overall and when thinking of younger years, it was Sabrina. Although I probably liked Salem more or Hilda if I think who I'd like in my life. But then if I was Sabrina, then I would live with Salem and Hilda. Win, win, end quote. <laughs> OK. I loved this answer because... This was Poppy and like she generally, sorry guys, really quick side note. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I pronounce things really weird, which I do sometimes, but also my braces have made it even more difficult to speak sometimes. So I cannot wait till they're off so you could hear that I don't actually talk the way I normally sound on the podcast. Anyway, what I was saying is that Poppy doesn't generally um, like think as she's writing. She usually like write her answer like very I don't know how to explain it like she thinks before she writes it so it's very like a very complete thought but I really loved reading through this one because like she was thinking as she was typing and I like felt her thought process so I really enjoyed like reading that and I would love more of those responses Poppy because it was so cute and I agree it is a win-win being Sabrina because you get the most like the best of all the worlds okay Sarah Al-Hajuri said, Nancy from The Craft, she loved to see the evil witch portrayal done well, end quote. Yes, definitely. I think a lot of people like that, but I love that she's your favorite for that reason. But I still sometimes, we talked about it in The Craft. I don't know if I actually said this, but sometimes I still wish there was like a craft part two to like, see her side of the story if that makes sense like I would love more elaboration on what happened to Nancy I don't know I feel like maybe we should have a Nancy origin story I know that sounds silly maybe not like an origins but like a different perspective from her now okay Monica Gallman said Winifred Sanderson duh end quote and then right after that hiking with Grace said Sarah Sanderson end quote and then after that it's funny because these all came up like in a row Samantha ESP said besides Winifred Sanderson definitely Samantha from Bewitched end quote okay so I'm actually kind of surprised that there weren't more submissions for the Sanderson sisters in general but of course Monica would be the one who brought it up I would say that aside from Sabrina, I think that Winifred definitely influenced me the most. If you guys can't tell already, Poppy, I'll never forget. Poppy calls me Winnie when I'm stressed. And I think I'm like stressed because I'm just like so much sometimes. So, I mean, I get it. Definitely. If there's any witch that I channel, it's Winifred. Okay. And then Sarah Hajudi said... Coraline, she is a water witch, and Nancy from The Craft, end quote. And I just realized Sarah submitted two answers for that one. Sneaky ghoul. <laughs> okay, uh, and then Emmy Lynn 14 said, The Grand High Witch from The Witches, she gave me nightmares, end quote. Oh, that's such a good one to reference, because I feel like they that movie gets left out a lot. From me, too. I don't even know why. 
And then Essie Zoon said, Sabrina Spellman from the recent show, she's powerful, funny, intelligent, driven, loving, and has the coolest house and aunts. Also, no, I'm not biased because of my name. End quote. Okay, I love that Sabrina brought the recent modern Sabrina up because I was kind of surprised that not a lot of people mentioned her because it seemed like the show did really well. But now that it's over, nobody ever really talks about her. Wild Rose 01 said, I think for me, all the witches in the 90s films, it was so awesome to watch them as a little girl, end quote. Yep, called it. The 90s were the best. <laughs> and then Yana Loves Mitchie said, Mildred Hubble, she wasn't a witch by birth. She wrote an essay which was sent to Miss C, end quote. Okay, so Yana has been telling me literally for years that I need to watch The Worst Witch and I have still not seen it, so I need to watch it soon. Okay, but see, what I loved about this is that 90% of you mentioned a witch from the 90s. I was really surprised, again, that Sabrina was the only nerdy ghoul who actually said the Netflix Sabrina Spellman, but it speaks volumes about how influential the pop culture we grew up on was. So to celebrate the Halloween nostalgia that makes us feel safe and happy, I thought we could talk about the memories that bring us those warm, fuzzy, magical feelings. So to do that, I asked you all to describe a perfect spooky season night from your childhood. Hello Sparkle said, just got home from school where we had our class Halloween party, a bag filled with candy from my friends and I exchanging goodies. Then I'm excited getting ready to go out with my dad for trick-or-treating while struggling with the decision of being a witch or a cat. After a few hours of roaming the rich neighborhood that we picked to trick-or-treat in, it's a thing here to drive to a well-known safe area to trick-or-treat in. We come home tired from all the walking soaked from the work. We come home tired from all the walking soaked from the rain because it's always misting on Halloween night. We change into comfy PJs and turn Nickelodeon on where they are having their spooky Halloween party on all day that was being hosted by Mark Summers and just veg out on candy with my sister until we pass out, end quote. Okay, this gave me vibes because it is very similar to like what my childhood Halloweens were like. I especially liked the comment about like the witcher cat because I feel like some Halloweens, that's really how it was. Like I just needed to do something simple that my mom was able to do. And also like our budget was tight sometimes. So I really appreciated that part. I never actually watched Nickelodeon. I, I've learned in my adulthood that I don't think I was like a Nick kid because I don't get a lot of references that people like tell me about Nickelodeon. Okay, and then Ghoul with the Curl said, I looked forward to Friday night when I could stay up late and watch Monsters and Tales from the Dark Side, end quote. Uh, I'm sure Mr. Spooks would agree with you on that one. He loves Tales from the Dark Side. Okay, and then There She Glows Again says, when we got to unpack decorations, the leaves and the spooky books my mom read, end quote. Oh, I love that one. Okay, I agree. Unpacking decorations is one of the best feelings and why I keep feeling like we need to bring that back because we're, we're so focused on Halloween hunting now that we forget of like the magic of the decorations we store, which is why I did that this year. And I'm so excited to unpack mine to really like love all my orange Halloween things, you know, and then this also reminded me and I think I had an epiphany. I had like so many epiphanies while reading your answers for this episode. This kind of made me realize that I think the reason why I love putting up my spook must tree every year is because it gives me the same 
nostalgic feeling I would get putting the tree up with my mom because of course with hers it was like a Christmas tree and we always had the same ornaments but like the feeling I get when like Rudy brings down the like box where we have all of the spookma stuff stored and I unwrap the ornaments is like it's it's like my mom's tradition has been passed down to me but I made it my own because it's spooky and I think like reading this triggered me to realize like oh my god that's why the spookmush tree is so important to me because it gives me like those nostalgic feelings and it's also something that I've created my own tradition with and I'm gonna get emotional but yeah I love that thank you for helping me realize that Jess also quick side note if you guys didn't already notice this because I didn't mention it in haunted housekeeping um Jess which is there she glows again is actually the nerdy ghoul that's in my halfway to halloween video on youtube so yeah, she's kind of one of my best schools. <laughs> okay, and then Lalik said, I don't know if you ever noticed a specific smell in stores when Halloween is close. Usually after back to school stuff has been condensed down and put on sale, the scent of chocolate and candy with a combination of that rubbery mask smell brings me back to the first time I set foot into a party city during Halloween season. The smell is hard to describe, but it's so specific, end quote. All right, guys, I think Lalik just needs to do like... A mic drop because when I read this like it's so weird as I was reading this I was like smelling what she was describing and by the end I was like oh my god I know exactly what smell she's talking about we ended up having like an entire conversation about this when I read this comment because I just like needed to tell her what a mind-blowing comment it was I don't think any of us have ever talked about this scent she's talking about but we all know it and it also unlocked another childhood memory of mine because in El Paso which is my hometown there was a store called Party World and Party World has existed like since I don't know when since before I don't know if before I was born but definitely since I was a kid and back then like my early early years Spirit Halloween didn't exist yet so Party World was where we would go for like Halloween costumes and stuff and as she was like describing this, I was like, oh, my God, I'm at Party World because like, I don't know. It's like this local sh party shop. It's like Party City, but it's called Party World. It's locally owned and they have like anything and everything you can think of. They have like the best selection of Halloween costumes I've ever experienced. They have so many decorations like I don't even know where they were, where they sourced their things from. And now this is making me wish that I could go back to El Paso during spooky season so I could like go hunting there for you guys so you guys could see like what a local Halloween vibe store looks like. Oh, oh my gosh. The idea is there. Hopefully it works out sometime. <laughs> okay. And then, oh wait, I'm not done because I, I was like still such a phenomenal comment. Another thing Laylik said when I was talking to her was it would be so cool if somebody could actually recreate that scent for a candle and it could be called like Halloween store or something. So if you're a candle maker and you're up for the challenge, hook a ghoul up. We could do a little Mandy Spooks collab and like release this magical Halloween candle. I don't know. I think it'd be so cool. Okay. And then hauntingly cute mom said, sitting in my granny's living room, going through candy and watching scary godmother spectacular end quote okay i'm so sorry lexi i really need to look this up because i still obviously not yet because it's the same episode but i have no idea what this is so i'm gonna have to look into it uh mary lou 03 said trick-or-treating and burger king playground end quote okay i never 
went to the Burger King playground. I don't think I was a playground kid in general, but this also unlocked another memory of mine. This is just crazy. Like I don't a I don't know why we've never really like talked about why we love Halloween nostalgia. But B, it's crazy because I mean, I'm a Halloween creator. I have a podcast, a YouTube and an Instagram. So it's pretty hard for me to come up with like new stories from my childhood. You know, like there's only so many times I could tell you guys like I eat spaghetti and hot dog, hot dogs on Halloween. So it was really cool for me to create this episode and ask you guys these questions because it unlocked so many more memories that I hadn't even realized were such a big part of my childhood and why I love Halloween. And I don't know, this has just been such a magical experience for me. So thank you ghouls so much for like always playing around along with my crazy ideas and like giving it your most thoughtful intentions when you respond, because then it helps me have a better conversation with you ghouls. I'm getting sidetracked, but I just wanted to say that. So although it's not playground related, the whole like fast food thing got me thinking. And I remembered that I loved winter schnitzel. If you guys are not familiar with winter schnitzel, especially like our international ghouls, winter schnitzel is like a fast food place that is like you're going to laugh when I tell you this, but I know so many of you are, are, are going to get it. So don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. The place where she works with her little like hot dog boyfriend. I forget what it's called, but it's like a hot dog place with like chili. That's what winter schnitzel is in America. So they have like chili cheese hot dogs, chili cheese fries, and I freaking love it. It's like some of my favorite fast food. Don't judge me because people either judge me or agree with me, but it's not as common to find as like McDonald's and stuff. So anyway, because Winter Schnitzel is one of my favorite places, I now wonder if this is the reason Winter Schnitzel is one of my favorite places because like subconsciously, I just like love anyone or anything that appreciates Halloween. So Winter Schnitzel used to have these um, Halloween flashlights that they would give away with their like kids meals. They were so cool. And I'm like so sad that I don't have them anymore. I even like messaged my mom one of these past Halloweens and was like, do you still have the Winter Schnitzel flashlights? They were so cute. But anyway, I'm going off. But now I also want to describe what the flashlights were like. So they had different designs. And one of the ones I remember were purple and green, like Goldmates colors and then like spooky font on them. I don't remember all of the details, but I'll look for a picture on Google and I'll share with you guys in the discord because it was really cool. And then another thing they did, like more towards my teenage years, they would have like a little um, wiener dog dress up in different costumes and then they'd give you a calendar for the next year that had the dogs dressed as a different celebrity on each one and the only reason I really remember this is because one year one of the dogs was dressed as Katy Perry with the blue wig so yeah now you know why I love Winter Schnitzel you guys learn the most weirdest nuggets of information about me on this podcast okay back to the show <laughs> life on a caravan said trick-or-treating in comfy costumes ha 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 end quote okay I have to agree with this part because comfiness is so important like to this day comfort isn't key for me and I realized when she said this though that I do realize that as you get older your costumes become more uncomfortable because you start to care more about like the aesthetic of it versus just like dressing up to have fun and be a kid you know, and this is still a rule that I apply to my costumes today, which drives Mr. Spooks 
insane because he's just always like like why do you always have to be comfy and I'm like because I'm at my best when I'm comfy like I refuse to wear heels I refuse to wear like anything that's like so tight I'm not comfortable in it like you have to be comfortable to put your best forward to put your best foot forward and your best self out there so just saying I need to make that a thing like glamorize being comfortable (laughs) okay And then Halloween is my happy place said meeting up with my neighbors and going trick or treating and being taken to an event to bob for apples with parents, end quote. Wow, I think I only have one memory of bobbing for apples. And sometimes I'm convinced that I made that memory up, to be honest, because like it's one of those memories that is so distant. You don't recall like the actual details, but you know it happened. So I don't know, but it's just crazy to me how bobbing for apples used to be so popular because I think that's definitely not a thing anymore after COVID. I don't even know if it was a thing before COVID, but it just seems like from a different world, to be honest, when I think about it. Okay, and then Monica Gauman said, going to the bomb haunted house our children's museum put on, end quote. Ooh, that sounds fun. Was it like spooky cute because it was a children's museum or was it like actually scary? I need to know. Let us know in the Discord server. Okay, and then Samantha ESP said, when my elementary school used to throw an actual Halloween festival on Halloween night, end quote. Okay, I don't think this is the last one, but like so many of you brought up like school festivals, which I will touch on at the end if I don't see someone like another one because I I don't want to like spill all the beans just yet you know okay hiking with grace said trick-or-treating with all my cousins in my grandma's neighborhood end quote oh that is so true I think that's another reason why I love trick-or-treating in the 90s because all of my family would come over and like all of my aunts and my cousins would go trick-or-treating with me you guys are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> okay. Sarah Al Sarah said, watching Hocus Pocus with my siblings with popcorn and snacks, end quote. Yes. I think like the one thing we could all agree on is that Hocus Pocus is like an instant fix for like needing Halloween nostalgia. Like it doesn't matter where you are. You could be like at a nail salon with strangers in your living room with popcorn I don't know, like in a car ride, no matter where you are, if you put Hocus Pocus on, you're there. You're transported to Halloween nostalgia in the 90s. And then Emmy Lynn 14 said, went trick-or-treating on a chilly and windy Halloween night. The leaves were crisp and literally falling on my face, end quote. That is the best. I hope that I can experience that on Halloween night one day. But last year was literally the first time I have ever experienced leaves falling, like true leaves falling. And it was absolutely magical. And I think I'm going to try like hunting for that on Halloween night this year. (laughs) Okay, and then Music of the Macabre said, watching Tales from the Crypt in the late 90s when it was on Fox and The Simpsons, end quote. Okay, you guys, my goal this year is to watch this, the Treehouse Simpsons thing. I don't even know what it's called, but I've been hearing so much about that every year and I never watch it. So it is on my list along with Scary Godmother. All right. And moving along, we have Nerd Squish Nola saying eating pizza on Halloween night after trick or treating was a tradition in my household, end quote. 
Okay, I love this one. Food can activate so many memories. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. For me, it's always spaghetti and hot dogs on Halloween. So I love, I love like the simplicity of pizza, but I also feel like you could get like creative and like bake something spooky, like a spooky pizza at home. Okay, sorry guys. I don't know why I'm feeling like out of breath today. I think I'm just tired. <laughs> oh no, I know what it is. I had dinner before starting to record and I used to say this all the time on the Ghoulmates. Now I'm getting Ghoulmates nostalgia. But I used to say this all the time like when we would eat dinner before recording it was so hard because like we couldn't breathe and that's happening to me now. I need to remember my own experiences and tips. All right. Uh, Yana Loves Michi said, going to my school's Halloween carnival, it was the best thing ever, end quote. Yes, another Halloween carnival. We'll have to see who has the last one. Okay. And then Wild Rose 01 said, going to Blockbuster Friday nights and renting the newest scary movies with my parents, end quote. Oh my gosh. Blockbuster, like, hello, ultimate nostalgia unlocked. That's such a good one. I don't remember ever going to Blockbuster for, like, spooky stuff because, I don't know, my mom didn't really enjoy that. But I'm glad that you guys experienced that because it sounds like a vibe like, oh, my God, if I could have a date night today in 2023 where, like, Mr. Spooks and I go to Blockbuster to rent a spooky movie and get, like, snacks and come home and cuddle with the dogs, I would be in heaven. Like somebody needs to do like a blockbuster pop-up or something. <laughs> all right. And it looks like that was all of them. So that was all of the answers about um, school's Halloween or school Halloween carnivals. So what I wanted to share was that another thing I didn't realize when I was in elementary school, I remember we used to have carnivals that I loved going to. But what I remember more than anything about like being a kid and teen is that like I always volunteered to participate in decorating like school haunts or even in high school I think it was my sophomore year they announced we were doing like a haunted homecoming theme and I was never active I was never in student council I never did anything but that year I was like oh if anyone is going to head this homecoming it's gonna be me I went and I talked to like the student activities director and I was like what do I need to do to be like the chair for this dance and she was like you got it like it's yours I was like what's my budget and she was like it doesn't matter you guys I had like the most iconic homecoming of all time I feel like it started this whole thing because now they like we had this building that was shaped like a castle because it was like the knights were our mascot so the castle, it was like the first year we ever had the castle and I had them like line the castle with um, lanterns or luminarios is what they're called or luminarias. Oh my God, I'm blanking because I'm nervous talking about this. I wasn't planning to talk about it anyway. So I had them line that and now it's like a tradition for them to always have them on. But I also planned this thing where like the homecoming pep rally, everyone did like the thriller dance. So I had them like actually teach the thriller dance to like everyone that was participating in the homecoming to some extent. And then I had this crazy like light show. It was such a vibe. And I totally forgot about that. So, yeah, if there's ever an opportunity for me to participate in anything spooky related, like I will do it. I am the biggest, most shy introvert. But if it means like I get to do something spooky, I'm there. I'm all in. I'm not embarrassed about anything. So, yeah, it reminded me of that. And then another thing I'm surprised nobody mentioned was 
the monster cereals like hello you guys like eating monster cereal on saturday mornings and watching a spooky tv show is like the best thing ever and maybe you guys didn't experience this growing up i actually didn't i'm lying i personally did not experience eating the cereals but i know because mr spooks did and for him like that's the ultimate form of nostalgia so i'm surprised no one brought it up and then the other last thing i was surprised nobody brought up but i did realize it through reading all your comments that it's my nostalgia is freeform's 31 nights of halloween like I realized that the reason I love it so much now as an adult is because I used to look forward to it so much as a kid. And now when I watch it, it just like sends me back to being a kid and looking forward to those 31 days, you know, because like when you were a kid, you didn't have like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus to watch everything you wanted whenever you wanted year round. So like you actually had to look forward to that time of year. Oh, such a magical time. And like, That also made me realize that when we went to Disney in 2021, I think, for spooky season, we went to like document the whole thing and do tons of like Halloween videos for you on YouTube. Um, You guys are going to laugh when I tell you what my favorite memory from that trip is. So as you all know, my ankle broke in 2019. It's been a rough recovery like since. Now is probably the best I've ever been doing, but When we went to that trip, it was like the biggest challenge I was ever going to put my leg through since the surgery. And I was really nervous about it. And the first night we ended up walking so much on accident because the shuttles said they were going to take 10 minutes. And we thought that the walk was shorter than that. So we decided to walk. Long story short, we walked too much. So the next morning was our going to be our first day going to Disneyland because we had gone to like the boobash party the night before and I woke up and I was like there's like no way I'm gonna be able to walk an entire day at Disney with the way my leg is feeling already and so my familiar and Mr. Spooks were like you know what like you should just rest like rest for the morning take your time getting ready like let your leg recover and then we'll go later in the day that turned into like probably one of my favorite Halloween memories ever as an adult. And like you guys are going to say like that's so crazy. But keep in mind that I am constantly working like you guys know this. I work my full time job. I do the podcast. I do YouTube. I do Instagram. I'm a dog mom. I'm a wife. Like I rarely rest like genuinely just rest and do whatever I want. That morning was the first night of 31 nights of Halloween on Freeform and it was like the best day ever I turned it on and actually like saw the first day it was Casper playing I had to do like this Instagram um partnership post for a makeup brand that was Casper themed and it was like so perfect because Casper was playing and mind you I was still working because I had to do that post but I got to take my time doing that like I was like Instagramming about like being able to watch um 31 nights while being at Disney I was eating my leftover like little desserts from Disney like it was just such a magical day and I can't believe I never realized that the reason that day was so meaningful to me was because I felt like a kid again I was like watching Freeform just to watch it like I wasn't distracted doing something else I I got to actually like sit in the bed 
eat a Halloween treat and enjoy the movie for a few minutes, you know? So yeah, 31 Nights of Halloween is like one of the most ultimate nostalgic things for me. And I look forward to it all the time. And I actually recently realized that now that Rudy is working in person, I cannot wait for this spooky season because I'm going to have it on 24-7 while I'm working. Like even if I'm not paying attention, like just to fill my home with happiness. Okay, that went on for way too long, but I hope you guys enjoyed my story about the lamest Halloween favorite memory of all time. (laughs) Okay, so now that we heard some of the favorite Halloween memories, I wanted to see how you all recreate them because the one thing I've learned is we are all different. So what one of you does might be something another has never thought of before. So I asked you all, what movies, TV activities, whatever it is, do you do for Halloween nostalgia feels? Hello Sparkle said, watch Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus like if I just need a good movie for comfort. During Halloween season, I like taking the kids to the pumpkin patch if we're able to. I never grew up doing it, but we try to keep it a tradition with them, end quote. Oh my gosh. Okay, two things. First, I'm surprised Halloween Town didn't come up until now because that's def- excuse me, that's definitely a Halloween nostalgia memory unlocked as well. Uh, But this made me realize why I'm so obsessed with spooky pop culture, because I didn't have any fall vibes or activities really where I grew up either. So the the most magic I got was from movies. And now I do those activities with Mr. Spooks the way she does with her kids. So crazy how all of these like themes in my life are barely coming together with this episode. Uh, Rochelle Palmieri said Halloween Town and Nightmare Before Christmas and totally redecorate my whole house, end quote. Yes. Okay. last year, I think I told you guys this. I watched Nightmare Before Christmas while I decorated my Spookwish tree and it was the most magical vibe. I highly recommend it for everyone. So it makes sense why um, Rochelle watches these movies and redecorates for those feels. Uh, Ghoul with the Curls said, I love rewatching Elvira Theater Macabre and Tales from the Dark Side, end quote. Oh, that is a good one, too. I'm Elvira doesn't come up very often in our nerdy ghoul community. I'll be honest. I respect what Elvira has done. But for some reason, I've never been like a huge fan ghoul the way some of you are. Because like I said, I'm surprised it doesn't come up more often in this community. Okay, Hauntingly Cute Mom said, Scary Godmother, Spooky Arts and Crafts, Halloween Parties, and Halloween Music on the Radio, end quote. Okay, we don't talk about Halloween music enough, and I think you're totally right, because for me, when I hear Halloween music, I think, like, retro for sure, and more, like, corny, but you're right, that's definitely, like, a form of nostalgia that I need to start appreciating more. Uh, Mary Lou 03 said, Pumpkin Carving. Yes, of course. Uh, V-Rose 23 said 90s sitcom Halloween episodes, end quote. Oh, yes, that is such a great one. One of my favorite ones is from Boy Meets World. So now I want to go watch that after I finish recording this. Uh, Life on a Caravan said, hmm, it's different every year, end quote. Okay, this answer was literally like perfect because I think that's how I am too. Like I go through phases like last year you guys heard I ended up rewatching like all the movies from my childhood like um The Craft, Practical Magic, Casper, Hocus Pocus. I don't normally watch all those movies in one year but I was just in the mood to like revisit all those on my terms. This year 
I'm feeling like I might be digging into Sabrina because of all of this talk. Like I could literally start it right now and not be done by Halloween. I think it's settled. That's what I'm going to be doing. Okay. Cozy Fall Girl 13 said, I watch Adam's Family TV series and movies. Also listen to podcasts and books. End quote. Adam's Family is great nostalgia. That's a great one. I'm surprised that one didn't come up more. Gremlin Keeper said, Scooby-Doo, Goosebumps, Disney Channel original Halloween movies while in a fort with spooky blankets. End quote. <sighs> now that's a vibe. And also, why didn't anyone else bring up Disney Halloween movies? They were a total vibe. Like, I always feel like Halloween Town doesn't count because it's like its own trophy, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, all the other Disney movies were a total vibe. I used to love Don't Look Under the Bed. That was my like scary movie back then. And then I loved Under Wraps. <sighs> so many memories unlocked. Okay, too fond of books said, watch Halloween and carve pumpkins, end quote. The ultimate... You don't need anything except Halloween from 1978 to get into the mood, honestly. Uh, Halloween is my happy place said, looking at pictures from previous years. That's a good one. I don't have the pleasure of doing that because my mom hoards all of our pictures. Uh, Monica Galman said, watch It's the Great Pumpkin, look at old Halloween photos and listen to the Haunted Mansion LP, end quote. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you guys. We also have the Haunted Mansion vinyl, and it is amazing. One time we ended up putting it on while we were doing a photo shoot, and it was the ultimate vibe. Uh, Hiking with Grace said, watch Hocus Pocus. I usually only watch it in October and Halloween decor shopping, end quote. That's fair. Hiking with Grace has previously talked about how she's very much like a spooky season Halloween ghoul, which is totally fair. Uh, Samantha ESP said, watch Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic and Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, decorate and drink PSL, end quote. Yes, it's so funny because like, I feel like PSL is one of the only things that isn't a nostalgic thing for us, if that makes sense, because it's something we did or like learned as an adult because PSLs weren't a thing back then. But I don't know. I need to like look into we need an episode now on like why coffee and like warm drinks are such a Halloween vibe for us <laughs> because I don't know it's been really interesting to explore like why nostalgia shaped who we are as spooky ghouls but now there's like all these other elements that are at play like fall and candles and coffee because those aren't necessarily things we all grew up with depending on where we lived you know so that's an interesting thing to explore I also wanted to mention that I know Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is a Halloween thing but Ever since Monica had me watch it uh, a few years ago for the Ghoulmates podcast, it became a Thanksgiving tradition for me because it's kind of like that uh, post-Halloween blues happens. And so like I watched that because it feels like more calm and more fall and not so spooky to kind of like prepare for Thanksgiving. And then Sarah Alhajudi said, watch Halloween movies, Hocus Pocus, Monster House and Coraline, end quote. Oh my gosh, Monster House is one of those movies that I don't know why I never see it. So this year it's happening. It's going on my list. I need to start writing like an actual physical list and not a mental list so I don't forget. But Monster House is one of those that I've always wanted to watch. Uh, Emmy Lynn 14 said, I watched the Boo episode from Roseanne, Halloween franchise, Hocus Pocus and Goosebumps, end quote. I have not seen the Boo episode from Roseanne. I don't think I ever watched Roseanne. So if more of you think that's a must watch, let me know. 
Uh, but yes, Goosebumps. Do you mean the show or the movie, though? I never really saw the show. I love the movie, though, and it does give me those like nostalgic kid vibes. Yana Loves Minchie said the pumpkin pails from McDonald's going to a carnival around town, end quote. Oh, my gosh. Why did like nobody else mention the pails? That's like the number one Halloween nostalgia icon, in my opinion. Uh, Nerd Squish Nola said watching under wraps and carving pumpkins, end quote. Yes, another one. OK, unpopular opinion. I know so many of you hated the remake of under wraps, but I actually really loved it. And now I feel like watching it again. <laughs> Um, Wild Rosa once said, my job, I get to work with ancient artifacts that can be spooky and thrilling, end quote. That is such a cool job. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, Essie Zoon said, I love to watch the original Goosebumps series, even though it's cheesy. Just hearing the theme song makes me so nostalgic. Also, rewatching the first Harry Potter reminds me of Halloween because of all the fresh magic the kids in it experience. Love it. Crying emoji, end quote. Oh, I'm surprised about Sabrina's answer, honestly, because it's not very Halloween centric. It's more like magical and nostalgic. Like Goosebumps for me is very nostalgic, not necessarily Halloween. And Harry Potter is more magical, but I love it. I love it all. It's whatever makes your heart glow. See what I did there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I feel is missing. I think I would say that there are... Like the new Netflix Halloween movies are very nostalgic feeling. So like for me, when I want some Halloween nostalgia, but not hocus pocus quite yet, I do watch Hubie Halloween. I forgot the name of the recent one with um, the Wayne's brother, but that, that one was pretty like nostalgic feeling. So in general, like I think watching movies is always a great way. But my most recent favorite thing to do is I am now obsessed with listening to audiobooks about like fall vibes. Um, I would be sharing some with you right now, but I actually don't have any yet. I recently, like I said, finished watching The Lost or hearing or listening to properly um, The Lost Girls. And it made me realize that I should definitely start adding like some fall themed books to my audiobooks list to kind of just like always enjoy that in the background. So that's what I'm planning to do. All right, ghouls, I hope you had a magical cozy time celebrating halfway to Halloween with me today. If you want to keep the Halloween nostalgia going and you're new around here, I highly recommend checking out the first few episodes of the podcast. I really dove into all of the movies that made me the spooky ghoul I am. Like I said earlier, The Craft, Casper, Hocus Pocus, Practical Magic, like Pretty much everything that influenced me growing up was covered early on in the podcast. And if you really love the show, you can always tip your ghost hostess by buying me a coffee at the link in my show notes or subscribing to the podcast for $4.99 at the link in the show notes as well. Please know your donations are not expected. Trust me, I understand we are living through a recession, but I genuinely appreciate any support you can provide, even if it's just a share on Instagram. With that, I am very sad to leave you. This is my happy place, my spooky oasis. I love fangoling with you guys, but I will see you here again on June 1st for all the summer ween vibes. Just a friendly reminder that we do have new episodes on the first of every month. Until next time, sending you ghouls and kisses. Bye! Ha 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 ha.